0: The Real IQ newsletter for June 2020. This article is written and read by me, David Faulkner. Are Airbnb hosts breaching the Residential Tenancies Act? With over 300 properties now available for rent longer than a month in New Zealand on Airbnb, landlords could be using the short-term site in an attempt to contract out of the Residential Tenancies Act. However, by doing so, they are exposing themselves to substantial risk and possible rent reforms. We became aware of the situation on a recent consultancy visit to Christchurch. A business development manager highlighted that she'd noticed properties she had appraised for owners relisted on Airbnb. Prior to the lockdown, these properties were used solely for short-term stays but instead of being used for one or two nights they are now being occupied for long-term stays. She explained that she had dealt with a steady flow of inquiries from Airbnb hosts as bookings for short-term stays had predictably reduced following the COVID-19 pandemic. No surprises there. However, What became a sticking point to switching to long-term rental market for many of these hosts was the work that they would have to undertake on their properties to comply with the Residential Tenancies Act and the Healthy Home Standards. These standards become compulsory for new or varied tenancies from the 1st of July, 2021 on following up with hosts after appraising the properties, she discovered that they were back on Airbnb, but being used for longer term stays. By doing this, they are potentially contracting out of the Residential Tenancies Act and exposing themselves to significant exemplary damages and even refunds in rent. It comes as no surprise that Airbnb has been dealt a monumental blow since the global pandemic brought travel to a grounding halt. In a recent interview with CNBC, CEO of Airbnb, Brian Chesky, admitted that they almost lost everything in a period of four to six weeks following the pandemic. Chesky went on to say that there was a greater focus on long term stays, with approximately one fifth of all Airbnb bookings now for stays greater than one month. In terms of New Zealand, this could mean that hosts are breaching multiple sections of the Residential Tenancies Act, and in many cases, they are probably oblivious to the fact that they are doing so. How are Airbnb properties breaching the Act? Looking at what properties are available on Airbnb, there are currently over 300 properties available for stays exceeding one month in New Zealand. The question is, how do these properties potentially breach the Act? There are lots of ways. The first thing that we have to establish is whether a long-term stay on Airbnb falls under the Residential Tenancies Act. In this scenario we have to look at what types of tenancies fall outside the boundaries of the Act and then decide whether the property being advertised for stays in excess of one month fall into this category. Section 5 of the RTA looks at what types of tenancies are excluded in certain cases. Because of this section hosts may find themselves becoming liable under the Act without even realizing it. Under section 51K, the act shall not apply to premises where the premises one are intended to provide temporary or transient accommodation such as that provided by hotels and motels being a t- accommodation that is ordinarily provided for periods of less than 28 days at a time and two are subject to an agreement that has been entered into for the purpose of providing temporary or transient accommodation that continues to be provided under the agreement. By staying in accommodation for a period of longer 28 days, the occupant therefore could become a tenant and the Residential Tenancies Act applies. However, under the same section, 51m states that the act shall not apply where the premises are let for the tenant's holiday purposes with this there becomes a lack of clarity as to whether the act applies example the guest working away from home let's look at an example as how problems can arise the guest books a long term stay through airbnb for a period of 60 days as they are working away from their home. This will become the guest's principal place of residence for that period of time. In a situation like this section 7 of the act applies as it becomes a short fixed-term tenancy. As the stay relates to work the act looks like it will apply to the tenancy. However, if the occupants is taking a two-month holiday then they could argue that they are potentially outside the legislation and the Residential Tenancies Act does not apply. If the Act does come in- actually come into effect then there is a raft of potential breaches. Here we have a list of some of the potential breaches of the Act along with the consequences that the host may find that they are liable for. Bear in mind this list will grow when the Residential Tenancy Amendment Bill passes and becomes law. Section 13A, content of a tenancy agreement. By booking on Airbnb, there will be an agreement in place, but this agreement will need to have all types of information in place, including insurance details of the property and healthy home statements that accurately show the level of compliance. Failed to provide this, and the host may have to pay exemplary damages of up to $500. Section 17A Requiring letting fee prohibited. When booking on Airbnb, the guest pays a service fee. If the Act does apply, then the host is breaching this section. Exemplary damages of up to $1,000. Section 18A Landlord must not require security other than a permitted bond. Airbnb states that you may have to pay a cleaning fee or security bond when booking a property. This is in breach of the Act, as you cannot obtain any security other than that of the bond, and this has to be paid to tenancy services within 23 working days. Exemplary damages of up to $1,000. Section 23 Rent in Advance. Under the Act, you can only collect up to two weeks' rent in advance from the tenant. With Airbnb, it outlines the full costs which is payable at the time of booking. By collecting rent of more than two weeks in advance, the host is breaching Section 23, which has maximum exemplary damages of $1,000. Section 45, landlord's responsibilities. There is the potential for multiple breaches of this section. Is the premises complying with building regulations? Is it being rented as a separate dwelling? Does the premises comply with new healthy home standards? And does it have adequate insulation? Maximum exemplary damages for this section is up to $4,000. Section 49d, unlawful acts related to liability. If the occupant damages the premises, the host cannot hold the occupant liable for the cost of damages which equates to more than four weeks rent or the excess of the insurance, whatever is less. If the host does try to invoice the occupant more than this, then they are again breaching this section exemplary damages up to $1,000. Section 137 prohibited transactions by contracting out of the act the host is exposing themselves to breaches of this section and this has exemplary damages of up to $1,000 but it could get worse if a host found themselves in tenancy tribunal and the adjudicator then decided that the act did apply they may be forced to reimburse whole or part of the rent to the occupants, as the premises may be declared as an unlawful residential dwelling. An adjudicator could also issue work orders to make the premises lawful such as compliance with healthy homes forcing the host to get work undertaken if they continue to rent out the property long-term. Failing to comply with a work order could result in a further exemplary damages of up to $4,000. Also, hosts have to be aware that when the Residential Tenancies Amendment Bill passes, which will probably be before the election, there will be more potential breaches and greater exemplary damages in place. Breaches for landlords responsibilities will increase from $4,000 to $7,200 as the bill stands at the moment. As you can see, failure to comply comes with a pretty hefty price tag. You cannot contract out of the Act. In reading the Act, if the premises is your principal residence, and you are staying there for more than 28 days, and you are not on holiday, the Residential Tenancies Act will apply. Some landlords will be oblivious to this. However, I am in no doubt that there will be landlords who are fully aware of their obligations and responsibilities. By choosing Airbnb as a platform to lease their property long term, they are choosing to try and contract out and avoid the Residential Tenancies Act. The reality is you simply cannot avoid your obligations. Section 11 of the Act states that any provisions or arrangements entered into in respect of the tenancy to which the Act applies and is inconsistent with the Act shall have no effect some landlords will feel that they may have found a loophole that they can use. However, that loophole simply does not exist. When looking at Airbnb, there are over 300 properties that are available for month-long stays, many of which directly market themselves to business travellers, and by doing so, the Residential Tenancies Act appears to apply to each of these cases. Challenging times ahead for Airbnb. It is a remarkable rag to riches and potentially back to rag story. In 2019, the company was valued at a staggering $48 billion. And later this year, they were looking at going public. This is now up in the air as the company now faces an uncertain future. A natural progression for Airbnb would be to look at the long-term rental model to help bolster revenues. In the words of the CEO Brian Chesky, quote, tourism as we knew it is over. So for Airbnb to survive, it has to adapt and look at new revenue streams. Long-term rentals are always going to be needed no matter where you are on the planet. I am sure that the powers that be at Airbnb would have seriously looked at this as an alternative. However, the challenge they will face, as is evident here in New Zealand, is that so many different countries will have different legislative requirements for their own rental markets. And Airbnb will have to be able to comply with statutory legislation in every environment and country that they operate in. This will be a gigantic challenge. In the meantime, if you are an Airbnb host, weighing up options as to whether you will go to the long-term rental market, in my opinion, you have two simple choices. Make your property compliant with the Residential Tenancies Act or SELL. Failing to comply could be... An extremely costly exercise.